Have you ever had those lists of things and you have to say what they have in common? Well, here we go. Washing kingdom. Always clean. After wash. Spotless again. Come clean. Do you know what they are? Well, if I add in the famous fluff and fold that Emilio Estevez used um, in a quote in St. Elmo's Fire where he says, fluff and fold, buddy. Soon as I make it really big, I'm going fluff and fold. Yes, they are laundromats. Um, And I actually looked up um, fun names of laundromats. And I don't know if these were ideas or suggestions or if they're real laundromat names. Um, The funniest one was Get the Funk Out. F-U-N-K, Get the Funk Out. I thought it was funny, but clearly some would find that offensive. But there was something about laundry that made me think of life and how laundry and life are very parallel. And for those of you who do their own laundry or have somebody do their laundry for them or go to the laundromat, I think that we're going to be able to make some connections to life and laundry and Jesus. How much fun is that? Because you can just always make Jesus about anything because he is everything. So, fluff and fold. Um, Let's take these five fun laundromat names and apply them to life. It's going to be fun. So I'm going to get um, real biblical and not super biblical, but I do want to make some Bible references. Leviticus is the chapter after Exodus where they just really expand on the Ten Commandments and start getting down and dirty with rules and laws of the day. And Leviticus gets a little controversial because there is all kinds of rules in there. And it's interesting because we still hold true to some of them. And then there's others that are just a then and there, the circumstances and the times. And I I always feel like Leviticus can be explained per Chris Bakke, the hippie Christian who cares. I care, but also who cares what I have to say. So you don't have to believe me. Investigate it for yourself. Talk to a pastor or a priest or a rabbi or somebody like that that can explain Leviticus way more than I do. But for my own personal understanding, I feel like Leviticus was written and the rules were written for the people of that day and that time to keep them safe and to keep them on track with daily living and cleanliness and being safe from disease and all kinds of consequences that come with choices that we make, Um, whether it's food or sex or, like I said, cleanliness, the way that you prepare food and animals and 
your body when it goes through different things. And so just weird. At the end of the day, it's just weird. But um, my real point is 33 verses have to do with washing. Um, Not necessarily always laundry or garments, but washing. And in Exodus, um, in chapter 19, there is a very specific command from God to Moses to tell the people to wash their clothes in preparation for Moses to speak to them God's word. And so, you know, moral of that story is go to church clean. (laughs) That's just funny, people. Lots of water references in the Bible. And I think there's also um, lots of ritualistic stuff that happens with blood that is used to sprinkle, to cleanse something. And God is so smart and so organized and calculated that he lays out all of these things that seem so weird to us now, but then in the context of what happened um, with Christ's life on earth and um, crucifixion and death and resurrection all make sense. Jesus turns water to wine. And that was just to drink. That was just for pure fun. Let's drink at a wedding and let's have the best wine, which was amazing. More stories on that, but it gets off the washing and laundry subject. The interesting thing is that's his first miracle. But then he takes the wine and he says, this is my blood shed for you. Blood that would cleanse us similar to the blood that was sprinkled by priests. This blood of Christ would cleanse us from our sins. And so the biblical references about being clean and being washed and clothing that is as white as snow and glowing, um, cleansed by the blood of Jesus all makes sense that life and laundry are kind of similar. So I say in my defense of haphazardly connecting Bible verses to laundry and washing and trying to make a connection, while it is a little bit silly There really is a lot to how God connects all this washing and ceremonial washing and Jesus washing disciples' feet and cleansing us with his very own blood. So I do kind of make sort of a, I don't want to say half-hearted because it's fully hearted, (laughs) but I make that connection only because sometimes when we look at our Christian life and our life, 
led for Jesus or, you know, what is life all about and how does it connect with Jesus? I think those life applicable stories are the ones that sometimes put the light bulb on for somebody. And so for my re for my listeners, I was going to say readers, nobody reads this podcast. They listen to it. Um, so for my listeners that just love life applicable stuff, this is for you. For those of you who are looking for more of biblical stories, um, go to Leviticus, go to Exodus 19, go to um, BibleGateway.com and, you know, type in the word wash or washing. Um, so much is going to come up. And then look at um, Jesus and think about it. That's your biblical homework. But as for just life getting down and dirty, laundry gets dirty. We wash it. We dry it. We fold it. We wear it. We get dirty. We do it all over again. So it's like wash, rinse, dry, fold, repeat. Kind of the circle of life, so to speak. So I thought that it was hilarious slash divine intervention that as I was washing, as I was washing, as I was writing down um, the fun laundry names, and there were some super fun ones, but I kind of wanted ones that sounded a little bit biblical, washing kingdom, always clean, the afterwash, spotless again, and come clean, um, just so I could kind of make the connection. Well, then I thought it was interesting because prior I had written five different laundry scenarios that I find myself in. And then I looked at the five names of laundromats that I wrote down and they kind of perfectly fit with the scenarios. So I cracked up because I also had written down come clean, like in quotes, because that's what we say sometimes when you want somebody to kind of confess the truth, that you want them to come clean because you don't want them to be dirty. You don't want them to be sinful. You want them to confess the wrongdoing. So you say to somebody, come clean. And that was one of the names of the laundromats too. So we're going to start with come clean. Have you ever gotten in a circumstance where you have so many dirty clothes, like more than a person should have, probably indicates that you have too many clothes because, you know, if you have that many dirty clothes, you probably have too many. But that's a whole other problem that people in the United States have. Um, but more dirty clothes than clean clothes. Or maybe it's just underwear. I know. I bring up underwear a lot. It's funny, okay? People love a good underpant joke. Um, there is only one solution when you have tons of dirty clothes. And that is simply wash your clothes. Too much dirty clothes? Wash them. Um, it might mean that you have to 
make time to do it um, or be dedicated to the time. Um, another option might be washing one thing at a time. So how is this laundry situation, otherwise known as come clean, um, life applicable and applicable to our faith? Well, our dirty clothes is like the dirt that we have in our life. It is the sin that we have in our life. It is when we are weighed down by guilt or shame or anger or hatred or unforgiveness, um, jealousy, um, any kind of any kind of thought that is opposite of what Jesus would teach us. And sin is heavy and it's a load or loads and it feels overwhelming, much like the piles of dirty clothes. And if you are a mother or a father of children, it's amazing how many piles of laundry can pile up. Or if you are a person that might have to dress one way for work, and then you might change your clothes because you're working out, and then you might change your clothes again because you certainly don't want to wear your sweaty clothes, and then you wear pajamas, like you've just worn four outfits in the day, and that makes a lot of dirty clothes too. Maybe you have a real messy job and you have to change your clothes. Moms, how many times has your kid spit up on you or peed on you or puked on you? Or same with people with pets. There's those kinds of things too. You get a ton of hair on your clothes and that's pretty gross. Um, how many people have spilled coffee on themselves in the morning? Not me. I don't drink coffee. Um, but do I spill? Yeah, I do. that happens in our life. There are times where lots and lots of bad choices lead to those piles. There's also times where life happens to us, like a spill of coffee or when you're eating a meatball sub and one of the meatballs falls and it rolls down your shirt. Don't you hate that? It's spaghetti sauce, it always gets on you, right? Um, at the end of the day or the week or the month or whenever, there comes a moment though where you have to wash your clothes, where you have to be free of the sin that entangles you and piles up. And the way to do it is to make the time, to dedicate the time and go straight to the one who can wash those sins away. And that is Jesus himself, God himself, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And it is with the help of the Holy Spirit that we are able to do that. I like to think of the Holy Spirit kind of like the detergent and the bleach and the fabric softener. Like those, that's the helper part of God that just makes everything bright and white and 
Jesus is the one who is, you know, scrubbing it all out with his blood. And that is our God. So that's the come clean. Sometimes life is messy and dirty and our laundry piles up. You know that song, Dirty Laundry? Perfect, right? We love dirty laundry until it's ours or until somebody else is looking at it and hanging it all up and airing, <clears throat> airing our dirty laundry. Time to come clean. Let's make it happen. That's where we go to God who will wash our sins away. The song, Oh Happy Day, um, you might know it best from like Sister Act. Um when Jesus washed, he washed my sins away. Yeah, that's going through my head after the whole come clean section. But next is the laundromat, otherwise known as after wash. Because um, you wash your clothes and then you dry them. That's what you do after you wash them. And have you ever just done a lot of laundry and you're just, you get it out of the dryer and you either like throw it on your bed or you throw it in a laundry basket and but you keep moving you keep going you keep doing what you're doing or maybe you're just at the laundromat and you've used all the washing machines I've done this before it's cool as anything and all of a sudden all your laundry is washed and dried and now you just have this pile of folding to do and maybe you just have run out of time or you've run out of energy or you're just lazy like me and occasionally throw it on your bed. Next thing you know, you're instead of taking it out of the closet or out of your dresser drawers, you are now dressing off this pile of laundry in a laundry basket or off your bed. Um, but it is where you are. You have clean laundry, but it's not folded, and sometimes now it's a wrinkled mess. That is the situation where we are made clean. When we come to Christ and ask for forgiveness of sins, God is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from our unrighteousness that's completely stolen from Lutheran lit liturgy. But it's, it's great because it's so true. God forgives us. And our, our perfection is realized on the other side of this earth. It's on the eternity side. On this side of heaven, life is messy, and we occasionally are going to be that wrinkled shirt or the jeans that are not super pressed. Who presses jeans? Seriously. I bet, Phyllis, you do. I bet you do because you're clean and neat and precise. Um, of all my listeners, I would say you are a jean presser. I have other friends that do, and I've had other co-workers that do, and I'm in amazement. I don't know, um, Paul, Brian, Brian, your wife might be a gene presser. Paul, I'm not sure you're a business guy. I don't know if you press your jeans. Uh, do you have jeans stay at your work? I don't even know. Like, I feel like in my brain, you're 
pretty big wigs. So don't know if jeans, you know, casual Friday is a thing. Every day is casual with um, Chrissy is all I'm saying. But art teachers, right? Um, Rebecca, she's an art teacher. Every day is pretty casual with an art teacher. Um, my other friend, Becca, is a work from home. Um, Sister Susie gets to kind of almost be uniform because she gets a little smock at her job. Um, but usually dresses um, pretty fancy because she sells makeup, which is cool. Um, Leah's going to be kind of like your athleisure, um, trying to think of other friends. Ah, Judy, bib overalls. She's a gardener and a landscaper and a floral person. So, um, bibs are probably her, um, clothing for work doubt she um, presses her bibs, but all that to say, sometimes we are a little bit wrinkly. Sometimes life is messy, even though we are made right with God. We get up in the morning, we say our prayers, we say the Lord's Prayer, right? And he forgives us and we're made right does not mean that the moment we walk out that door, everything's going to be perfect and happy and Disney-like. No, life happens and things get messy and maybe, maybe you are all pressed up and then you go to work and you put your seatbelt on and next thing you know, now your blouse or your shirt's wrinkled, right? Because that is life. We are cleansed on a daily basis. That is the grace. That is the grace God gives us when we ask for forgiveness. It is there. And we are made perfect and white and pressed and perfect in God's eyes. But life will continue to happen and Sometimes you just got to iron out those problems. Sometimes you just got to steam, blow some steam off in a good way. And, and usually that the best way to go to God with it. That's how you blow the steam off. God, here's my problem. I'm so frustrated. I'm so mad and I need your help. I need you to help me forgive this situation or to work through it or to, you know, communicate, collaborate, whatever you have to do. Um, but it happens and it comes to, um, what I'm going to call the laundromat that was called spotless again, again, being the key. So let's investigate that laundromat. I connected spotless again with laundry never stops. But also, too, it's I my brain works in a way that just always makes the silliest connections. Um, and so thinking of, you know, being clean and neat and pressed, um, you know, our little afterwash discuss discussion made me think of when Bobby Brady was like the um 
safety patrol, but I can't remember. Maybe it was called safety monitor or something. Um, and he had the little black armband with the, I think the initials on it. And he was like, even like, like citing, um, safety issues in the, in the Brady household. And he got real heady and full of himself. And then, um, somebody's kitty, his friend's kitty gets stuck in an old abandoned house that says do not enter and she's like please get my kitty and he goes in there and he saves the kitty and then he gets all this like soot and ash on him and he completely is his suit is completely destroyed but he gets home and he tries to he knows he's broken the rules and he's been a jerk and so it's like you know biting him in the butt and he goes to wash his clothes and he puts like the whole entire box of Tide in the washing machine. And then there's soap all over and it's hilarious. Him and Alice are like <laughs> legit slip sliding away in the laundry room. Um, well, we are on Spotless again and it's when that laundry just never stops and you feel like you just either went to the laundromat or you just did all this laundry over the weekend and now it's Friday and it's just piled up again and it's going to happen like just because we have prayed doesn't mean life is going to be perfect just because we have asked for the forgiveness of sins doesn't mean that we are going to be able to remain perfect. Certainly something to strive for, but we are human and we are going to continue to make mistakes and be sinful. Dirty laundry never stops. And sometimes it hits harder when you are working hard to stay on top of things um, stay on top of not gossiping or stay on top of filling your mind and your heart and your soul with things that are a little bit more pure and good and right and kind and excellent and praiseworthy. I think we had that in a podcast one time on those things we should think about and somehow our mind goes to ugliness or unkindness or things that we don't even want to admit where you've judged somebody based on how they look um, or facial expression or anything like that. Spotless again is a reminder that the gift of grace, the gift of God's forgiveness is available again and again and again. And we can be made spotless again, no matter how much that laundry piles up, no matter how much it never stops. And the thing is, is that unless you get rid of all your clothes and walk around naked, you're not going to be able to Stop the fact that you're going to always have some dirty clothes. 
and I don't know how long, I don't know how often you are willing to wear the same clothes in a row. I might wear a pair of jeans several days in a row, maybe, but I'm super messy. So it is pretty rare that I can even do it two days in a row. Um, and interestingly enough, like even like a sweater that you might wear like on top of another shirt or something like that, like a cardigan kind of thing, you might wear that a couple days in a row, but even still like the sleeves get icky and stuff like that. I also think the closer it is to your actual skin and to certain parts of your body, like your underwear, you're certainly not willing to wear those several days in a row. I don't care how clean you are. That's just gross. There's times where you just absolutely have to, like you, your flight got delayed and all your luggage is on the plane that got checked. And so you are stuck in your clothes for 24 hours. Yuck. Doesn't it feel so great when you can wash your clothes and wash your body spotless again? That is so what Jesus offers us. And I love that. Now I realize this whole laundromat names and laundry and making an analogy to real life could be far-fetched for some of you. I don't know how many of you do the laundry. I don't know how many of you thought about laundry in life before. I just think it's kind of fun to take something that we do physically in life and apply it to God's kingdom. Um, I say that because the next laundromat was called the washing kingdom. And it might be a stretch to say this is that moment where your washer or dryer is broken. Bum, bum, bum. I don't even know if that was a good sound, but it was like that dramatic where something has gone wrong. Um, or maybe more like the price is right. Wah, 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 wah. When they would get it wrong. Was that one good? I hope so. Because like that always... <laughs> feels like big sick burn on the person who didn't guess the price correctly. Um, but yeah, I feel like that's the sound you hear when your washing machine is broke or your dryer is broke. God gives us tools. He gives us tools to fix those things. He gives us actual um, human characteristics that are tools that we can do, use to problem solve, but he also gives us humans, other humans in his kingdom. So when I think of the washing kingdom, I think of collaborating with others. And sometimes that is the way that we need to collaborate with somebody. I don't know about you, but if my washing machine or dryer is broken, I'm not able to fix it. I, unless it's something super easy that I can problem solve through, which is a tool God gives us in his kingdom, 
Otherwise, I need to call somebody to repair my washer or dryer. Or if it's completely broken, then I need to go out and buy one. And that is probably going to require talking to somebody or communicating with somebody. Or I might have to go to the laundromat for a while. Um, I think everyone who listens to this podcast is probably fortunate enough to have the means to either wash their clothes or go to a laundromat or share laundry with um, a family member or a friend. I don't know that any of us are washing our clothes in our sink or our bath tub. I just say bathroom, but it's the same thing. Bathroom, bathtub. Or going down by the river and using like a washboard. I don't think anybody's in that situation. Which also the kingdom, the washing kingdom, otherwise known as life, God's kingdom, is one of gratitude that we have modern day washing machines and dryers, that we have laundromats, and that we are able to use the money to use a coin-operated washing machine or dryer, that we have other people that we can rely on, even if you are the person that needs to dress fancy and you need your shirts pressed and you need your suit clean and dry cleaned and um, times where maybe you even just need that service where you drop it off and pick it up. What a blessing that is. God's kingdom, when we say thy kingdom come on earth as it is, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. So thy kingdom come. <clears throat> it is God's kingdom here on earth. And it is God's kingdom of Christ coming back again. And in his kingdom here on earth is where he provides us with all the resources to take care of ourselves and to take care of others. And sometimes we might be the resource to help somebody wash their clothes. Our church had a really cool opportunity. It was taken from the Red Letter Challenge by Zach Zender, a book that said, what if we did what Jesus said? And one of the challenges was um, talking about going out in the community and blessing others. And it was a suggestion that <clears throat> maybe you go to a laundromat and share some quarters with somebody. Whether it's enough to do like one wash and one dry, or maybe give them a whole roll of quarters and just tell them, you know, that you want to bless them with a roll of quarters to help them get their laundry clean. God's kingdom was meant to be in relationship with each other. God saw that Adam was alone and it wasn't good and animals weren't enough. I know there's a lot of dog and cat lovers that could just live right with their dog and cat and not ever communicate with another human again. Trust me. 
you'll need another human at some point. But dogs and cats are lovely. But we are created to be in relationship with God and to be in relationship with each other. And the washing kingdom reminds us that when systems fail, washers break, dryers break, um, loss of job, um, loss of a human, death happens. We need each other and we need to help each other and continue to build each other up. I hope you don't mind that I just threw in the commercial and didn't announce it ahead of time. I just got too involved in my washing kingdom to remember to say, oh yeah, let's break for commercial. So already done. Thanks for listening. It's all good. Next was the always clean laundromat. And it just made me think of being in the United States and how lucky we are that for the most part, all of us listening, um, always have the opportunity to have clean clothes and to wear clean things and be able to wash our clothes and dry our clothes because some are not as lucky. And there are absolutely people in your community that are not that lucky, people in your state, people in our country and beyond. And I think the more that we can think about helping others to be clean, helping others in whatever it is they need to come clean for and get help for, that's something that we should do. Um, Always clean makes me think of clean living and opportunity and privilege and being the voice for somebody that might not have a voice or is afraid to use it or can't use it for whatever reason. I think it's important that we realize how fortunate we are that we can let laundry pile up because you have more pants than necessary and that you can go for two weeks and switch out your pants and your shirts and your socks and your underwear and still have clean clothes while your laundry room is piling up. Not everybody is that lucky. And so think about how we use our privileges, how we use our wealth, how we use our material things, our resources, our money, our talent, our time, all that kind of stuff. Always clean, always trying to be right with God, always loving God and loving people, and in so doing, being willing to serve others and help others. Such a good thing.
I like this idea of laundry and how it is um, comparable to life. I liked the last section on how lucky we are and how it's important to help others. Did you know that there's a new suicide hotline? It's 988. And this is not me trying to do a commercial for um, the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. It's letting people know 988 is where somebody can call and they can get support and get help. They can talk with somebody and there's hope that you're not alone. And I just feel like it's important that we talk about that too. Two verses that are in the book of Revelation, and boy, is that a crazy book of the Bible with all kinds of references and like pictures of these visions that John is having and revelation and it's whoa it's a lot but there's two verses that actually talk about washing and the first one is in revelation chapter 7 and I'm going to put it into some context because it is John having this revelation and it says then one of the elders asked me these in white robes who are they and where did they come from I answered sir you know and he said these are those who come out of the great tribulation they have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb therefore they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. When we believe that Jesus is our savior and that he has washed us with his blood in his crucifixion, death and resurrection, he shelters us and he, we will be before the throne of God. That's good, good stuff. There is also um, Revelation chapter 22. And he says, it's actually verse 14. I'm just going to go back um, a little bit, a few verses ahead. And it says, look, I am coming soon. My reward is with me and I will give to each person according to what they have done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes, that they may have the right to the tree of life and go through the gates into the city. Could be a little bit nerve-wracking when he says, I will give to each person according to what they have done. Because as much good as we do, boy, I'm telling you, the bad probably outweighs the good. But this little promise here in 14, blessed are those who wash their robes that they may have the right to the tree of life. 
And in Re- Revelation 7.14, it spoke of us washing our robes and making them white in the blood of the Lamb. So believing in God is so important. Believing that Jesus is your Savior helps us to be clean all the time. And I just think it is so important to share that message. It is a good message. It's a safe message. It's a joyful, hopeful message that is as much fun as using all the big washing machines and big dryers at the laundromat. There is no way I thought I would talk about dirty clothes and laundry and clean underwear for this long. But you know, God knows what you need to hear and I hope you can pick something out of this laundry basket and use it. I know the puns are just getting ridiculous, aren't they? They this is so much fun. Look at your spiritual life like going to the laundromat. Maybe going to the laundromat is church because that's where we go and we're reminded of the washing of our sins and baptism and communion and water turned into wine and Jesus washing our feet and washing our robes and making them white in the blood of the Lamb. Maybe it's church for you. Maybe that's your laundromat. Maybe it is reading the Bible. Maybe that's your laundromat. Maybe it is just the prayer and the devotion that you do. Um, Maybe you're searching for a laundromat. Whatever it is, connect with the owner. Connect with the proprietor of the laundromat, who is God himself. And ask the Holy Spirit, the... um, to be your detergent in your bleach in your fabric softener um, so that you can be washed in the blood of Jesus. Enjoy your dirty laundry this week. Enjoy your clean laundry this week. And enjoy fluffing and folding, my friends, because that's where it's all about. That's what it's all about. Fluff and fold. <laughs>